This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Illicit drugs continue to kill three people a day in B.C. Deaths are primarily affecting men in the prime of their life. The numbers for 2018 are staggering. 1,489 people died this year of a drug overdose. This isn't like when I was in school and the police were saying, kids don't use drugs, that might lead to a life of crime or poor decision making. What we're saying is one time could be fatal. Our province is in the midst of an overdose crisis. According to the BC Coroner's Service, so far in 2019, 584 people have died of a drug overdose in which fentanyl was present. Those statistics have become all too familiar to John Hedekin and his family. Hedekin's son, Ryan, was among the 8 million people in Canada suffering from addiction. This is a story about a young man battling addiction, his family that supported him, and how they're using their experience to work to change the way the government deals with the issue of addiction. Ryan is the oldest of our three children. He was an adventurous little guy, typical of lots of little boys growing up. He loved sports. He did well in school. He played hockey at a high level. He was our family IT guy. You know, he graduated high school and thought uh, business would interest him, and he got a business diploma at North Island College here in the Comox Valley, and that didn't uh, keep his interest. So he tried the electrical field, and he went to North Island College in Campbell River and completed his uh, electrical training and started uh, down the electrician path. Like, you know, all teenagers hit those years where they're not always under their parents' watch, and natural for kids to try alcohol and other substances and Ryan was just like other kids you know what age that would have been you know it was 14 15 16 that Ryan started to do that but it was still at a limited basis because he was up early with rep hockey practices Ryan was like his mom alcohol didn't sit well in his stomach and he switched from alcohol to marijuana and you know I think that between alcohol and marijuana it led to Ryan trying other substances. He ended up being addicted to heroin. When Ryan was 23 years old, his family found out about his addiction. Hedekin acted swiftly to get his son into treatment. Ryan went into a recovery facility in Nanaimo called Edgewood at a cost of $13,000 a month. Ryan did the, it was a, an eight-week program. He did the eight-week program and he came out and he got a job as an electrician on the new Campbell River Hospital being built. And Ryan relapsed shortly out of Edgewood which they told us there was a 92% chance he would relapse. Only 8% normally don't relapse. So for $13,000 a month, we were basically told that um, there's no hope. After his relapse, Hedekin and his family lost contact with Ryan for approximately six months. It was terrifying. And then he reached out to us and uh, asked for help. And we were able to get him into a facility in, in New Westminster called The Last Door. Before Ryan could enter the second recovery program, he had to wait until after the weekend. He called us on a Friday night, and recovery facilities don't do intake on weekends, so we had to wait till Monday before we were able to get him into a facility. And there's no detox available in the Comox Valley, so I had to drive around the valley for two days 
buying my son heroin, not knowing if it was going to kill him. Uh, before I could get him into recovery on the Monday. And uh, it was surreal uh, doing that. After spending eight months at the Last Door Recovery Center, Ryan graduated from the program and began living his life free from addiction. Despite his success, Ryan felt a lot of shame about the toll his addiction had taken on his family. And Ryan felt such guilt for the cost of these facilities that he asked us to adjust our will so his brother and sister didn't have to pay for his expenses. Ryan returned to work on a construction site, this time in Vancouver. He had eight months sobriety, and his family thought he was looking forward to the future. But that all changed on April 24th, 2017. I was at work. I had the RCMP come to my workplace and uh, inform me that Ryan had died on his job site. And uh, that's all they could tell me. Ryan died after smoking heroin laced with fentanyl while on a break at work. He was 26 years old. found out where he had been sent, his body had been sent. Uh, they couldn't tell us anything. And because of the number of people dying, um, they were backlogged. All they could say is because your son has been sent to this particular funeral home, that tells us that it was drug-related. And it was a week before we were able to get our son back to the Comox Valley because of the backlog and, and fentanyl deaths. You know, you can't move on in life because it happens every day. And it's been happening every day since Ryan died. So how do you, how do you, how do you try and move forward in life? You can't. In July, the BC Coroner's Service changed the way it describes deaths such as Ryan's. They're now described as an illicit drug toxicity death. However, Ryan's autopsy report still refers to his death as an overdose, and Hedekin and his family would like that to change. I want that document to say that it was a drug death to toxicity. I don't want the word overdose on his report because he didn't overdose. He was poisoned with a toxic drug. And it needs to say what has happened. It's no longer an overdose. It's a death to toxicity. And the correct language needs to be on our son's report. And that's why we've asked them to do it. And that's why I've sent out letters trying to get media. There was a, an article in our local paper and it was, you know, there was 55 overdose deaths in the Comox Valley. Uh, since 2016, and I sent a letter to the editor saying, please change your language and how you report, you know, on this crisis. It's not overdoses. People are being poisoned, and we have to call it what it is, and we have to address it for what it is. It may seem like an issue of semantics, but to Hedekin, he believes that the word overdose works to further stigmatize people and the family of people who struggle with substance abuse. Hedekin applied that same logic when writing his son's obituary. We said Ryan died battling the disease of addiction. We've always been open. I'm not ashamed of Ryan and, and his addiction. He, um, he didn't want it in his life. He fought so hard. But I do know so many people that haven't been able to put it in the obituary because they're ashamed and it's so wrong. Or they say he died suddenly and it didn't die suddenly. 
poisoned or he's fought the disease for so long and and we can put died fighting cancer bravely but we just can't put it in for for substance users Hedekin and his family are calling on the federal government to step in and stop the toxic supply of illicit drugs. Our federal government needs to acknowledge that the prohibition of drugs is no more realistic than the prohibition of alcohol or marijuana. And we need to provide a clean source of regulated substances like we do for alcohol and marijuana. We need to get organized crime out of our neighborhoods, Stop the drive-by shootings, quit wasting the billions of tax dollars, and acknowledge that drugs are part of life. We can't keep drugs out of prison, and they think they're going to keep them off the streets. Like it's, We have over 50 years of evidence of the failed war on drugs. It's because it's a war against ourselves. People use drugs. So let's, let's acknowledge it, let's stop people from dying, and, and support it. Our family is very close. The things that mean the most to us in life are being together. So all the dates that we had in our calendar, birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, Christmas, Thanksgiving, those were all dates when we got together um, to be with each other. And those dates now are all dates to grieve. And um, it's... Uh, something that we we all know when we get together we're getting together as a foursome not a fivesome and we look forward to things that we plan to get together and then when that day comes it changes because we know there's somebody not here with us and it's um in some ways I'm I'm glad I'm turning 60 because I've you know, I'm going to have 20-plus years, I hope, of this, but I couldn't imagine. Um, you know, my kids have got so many more years. This is going to be in front of them. For AM980 CKNW, I'm Claire Allen.